Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by BrightPearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite-sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert, Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e-commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline and welcome to this Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today we are speaking to Rupert Hughes. He's the e-commerce director at Cool Blades. Rupert, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm well, thank you, Caroline. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. So you guys began by selling trade to hairdressers, barbers, beauticians, and now you're also dabbling in a little bit of D2C as well. I'd love to hear a little bit more about the business today and how e-commerce has helped you on that journey. Uh, so well, the business today is... Um uh, as, you, as you rightly say, we're selling to uh, our traditional trade customers uh, via our website and also um, selling to uh, actually to them uh, as well as to the general public uh, via Amazon. Um, we find an awful lot of our trade customers are actually now using marketplaces just like the rest of us to um, to buy their kit. I see. And when did, so when did the business start then? How, how old is it now? Uh, so it was founded uh, in 2005. Our, our two founders uh, put it together, their husband and wife, uh, Brian and Julie Bannister. And uh, uh, Julie is a hairdresser by trade and uh, she was bringing up children and uh, it seemed like a, a, an idea that they could have a, a business on the side to provide something to do and a bit of in- income. So um, we started with the two of them just going around to hairdressers um, offering to sharpen scissors and uh, and they quickly realised that there was also an opportunity to sell some scissors as well. And then uh, once, the, uh, once the stock got too large for the back bedroom, um, uh, we started to uh, uh, grow out into uh, needing our own premises and uh, it's kind of gone from there. I got involved about uh, four years into the journey when uh, when they realized that they needed a, a good website and uh, and then we've been uh, building and growing ever since. Fantastic and, and growing indeed. So the latest statistics I have for you guys is that you've had a year-on-year growth rate of 191% for the year ending February 2020. That's a that's pretty a big growth. Have I got a funny feeling that uh, coronavirus might have had something to do with that? Uh, the, the- <laughs> pandemic had a had a huge effect on it we were um uh we were going along very nicely at a sort of steady rate and uh putting in uh putting in place lots of things for the growth that we had planned over the next uh, five to ten years and making sure we had capacity for that and then um uh, as for a lot of businesses, uh, you know, lockdown hits with with very little warning. And uh, uh, from our perspective, because we were online, um, suddenly all the hairdressers were closed. So uh, members of the public were thinking, how are we going to get our hair cut? Uh, we had all of our traditional customers um the uh, the wholesale shops that they used, were used to going to were closed as well, so they were wondering where they were going to get um, uh, their gear, and uh, and so everybody came online, and uh, a lot of them found us. So, am I right in thinking that you guys sold almost an equivalent of a year's worth of stock in something like ten days during lockdown? Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, we had inventory of uh, things like combs, which sold in decent quantities. So, we had a few thousand uh, in the warehouse, uh, which you know would usually have lasted about a year based on the sales, and they they literally did sell in a week uh, in those that first month of lockdown. It was just people were falling over themselves to um, <laughs> to buy the basic items they couldn't get anywhere else. Goodness. 
business. And there's only a certain amount of stock management technology that can prepare you for something like that, surely. Uh, uh, How did, what did you do at that point? It was, uh, well, it, <laughs> it was a um, stressful situation. I, you know, I mean, it's great to look back now and, and think, wow, uh, incredible sales. But at the time, we were set up to manage sales that were considerably less. I mean, when you say our, our growth was 190 uh, odd percent over 2020 to 2019, three months of that first lockdown sales were around about seven times higher than we were used to experiencing. And um, and so obviously we had all of our systems, warehouse, software, et cetera, and our people uh, were all uh, all used to uh, dealing with much lower numbers. And at the same time, we had to uh, obviously make sure that it was safe for our people as well. So we had to put social distancing and, uh, you know, uh, hygiene uh, in place in the warehouse and that slowed everything down. So um, it was... Uh, uh, a very exciting time, certainly, uh, to be around, um, and a lot of very long hours from a lot of people who worked to um, to achieve that. Um, but we did manage to get through it. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, exactly. One of those things you'll never forget, I'm sure. Uh, so in terms of technology, I'm sure there's a lot of lessons that you've learned from that period, but equally, it's unlikely for that type of thing to come along again. What are you doing in terms of technology to bolster your systems to make sure if there was a peak or something, a demand in the future, you'll be able to really come back from that quickly? One of the things I think we learned from the pandemic was uh, the importance of um, trying to think ahead and make sure you've got capacity built into your systems already. Because we were, you know, we were we were lucky in one sense in that we we'd moved warehouse only a year before. Uh, the pandemic hit. Um, and it had been quite a big decision for us to take because it was quite a lot of extra space to take on and big extra chunk of, of money to be spending. But I can honestly say if we hadn't moved warehouse at that point, uh, we'd have um, we'd not have been able to uh, to cope. And the same applies to the software. We, we'd put our stock control software, BrightPearl, in, in 2017. And uh, the system we'd had Prior to that, absolutely wouldn't have coped. It was very inefficient and and very clunky and difficult to use. And we'd 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 gone for Bright Pearl, which was again was quite expensive for us, um, but had lots of features that we knew we wanted to use. And um, that meant that again, when um, uh, when things suddenly took off overnight, um, we were. Uh, to some extent, anyway, able to cope. It definitely helped having, uh, you know, having those uh, efficiency gains and the productivity that the uh, that that software brought us. So, tell me a little bit more about those efficiency gains. Then, what, what was it? A, a case of pressing a button and being able to ramp up? What what, what was what well, exactly lo- helped you? Actually, there were two two things. One was. The uh, with regard to Brightpole, that um, there's a lot of customization you can do with the platform that allows you to uh, automate tasks that uh, you would perform on a daily basis. So simple things like um, invoicing orders at the end of the day, or uh, auto fulfilling orders, or even you know changing the um, shipping that they're going on because you've got a particular product in there that has to be sent with a particular courier. So all of those things can be automated in Brightpole and and many others, and that takes a lot of the you know a lot of the the day-to-day boring work away from people and lets them concentrate on doing the things that um, that software can't do uh, and also focusing on the bits where we can really deliver value like looking after our customers and that kind of thing and the other uh, the other key thing with uh, bright Pearl is uh, because it's a software as a service system it exists in the cloud which meant that um, we could operate the business with people being out of the office. So, uh, of course, we were trying to ensure social distancing 
um, trying to ensure that people weren't mixing. So, you know, non-essential staff could work from home uh, and could still access all the same systems uh, and could still interact with customer orders and place orders with suppliers when suppliers were open and, uh, and all of that kind of thing as well. So important. So let, let's talk a little bit more about how the technology has helped you to grow. So very predominantly, obviously, e-commerce and you've got the, you mentioned Amazon, but you also sell, sell through your own website. So what is the platform you use firstly to um, sell through your own direct channels? Uh, so we, we have our, our website is based on uh, a platform called Xcart. Largely for historical reasons, that it was uh, it was the platform that the website was first built on, and we've just found that it does most of the things that we want it to. So we um, we've continued to use it, and we we develop it. It's uh, uh, it's an open source platform, so there's plenty of developers around who can uh, tune it to exactly what we want it to do. It talks directly to um, to Bright Pearl, so uh, all of that process of getting orders from the website into our, our back end fulfillment systems is all automated. And so that makes that really smooth and and it runs nice and fast. So uh, that means the the website works well for our, our customers. I see. And how many people are working with you on the technology side of things within the business? So within the business, uh, we're a very small team. There's um, uh, there's myself and uh, about half another permanent person, and then uh, then everything else is uh, is contracted out. So um, uh, we use uh, you know we use developers uh, from various contract firms when we need them. We use web designers when we need them. I see. And what's the split between the sales that are coming through from marketplaces versus what's coming through on your actual website? Um, it's round about half and half at the moment. That's impressive. So what, talk to me about the pros and cons of the two of marketplaces versus your own website. With our own website, um, obviously, we have a much closer relationship with the customer. So because we can actually talk to the customer, we can also ask, ask the customer to give, uh, give us permission to um, email them and, and contact them. And that's really important for our, our traditional customers because we want to make sure they're getting a great service. And a lot of our professional-only products are quite complicated to understand sometimes. So it's a, it's a good thing to you know be able to talk to people on the phone, explain to them why they should be buying that pair of scissors over a different pair of scissors or what that hair color does versus another. Whereas the marketplaces give us um, the ability to sell in a, in a volume that we just couldn't achieve. So um, we sell a lot of our um, products using Amazon's um, Fulfillment by Amazon program. Uh, and, and that means we can package up a pallet of uh, you know thousands of items, send them off to Amazon, and then Amazon do all the fulfillment and distribution. And they do the clever stuff like uh, you know, if we send 500 of something off to Amazon, they'll split it up into small packets of 50 or 20, send it out to various different distribution centers around the country. And that means that Amazon and ultimately our customers uh, on Amazon are uh, then able to benefit from things like Amazon Prime and getting same day, next day delivery, even if they're ordering at you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night, which we just wouldn't be able to do on the website because uh, yeah, we just don't have the resources to achieve that. No, of course. And this podcast is all about growth at the end of the day. And I can imagine a lot of that growth for you is coming through these markets marketplaces because of the scale that they can achieve. Is that correct? It's an interesting um, business working with Amazon. Uh, you discover an awful lot about things that do sell and things that don't sell. Um, and it is a very, very cutthroat market. Uh, cutthroat indeed. So let's um, hear some of your secrets then. What's been the factors behind your brand success when you look at this on a macro level? 
I originally got involved with the business uh, off the the back of doing some um, search engine optimization consultancy work uh, for the websites, which which worked very well. Uh, and so we decided to have a, a closer integration. And, and then I came on board as the e-commerce director. And I think certainly our, our websites... Um, Search engine optimization, SEO, um, is extremely strong and we rank very well in Google. Uh, and that was a large contributing factor to our uh, success during the pandemic and lockdown because when people were going online looking for products that wanted to buy, uh, there was a lot of searching going on in Google and they were finding us somewhere towards the top of their um, their results. So so that was a really important part and it's something we um, we spend a lot of time thinking about, about making sure that the website is uh, is working well for, for search and is um, uh, and that we're writing good content that gets indexed. You know that that was a game changing um, technology for us as well. Uh, when we introduced Brightpool, it um, it gave us the ability to talk to the website the, for the back end system to talk to the website uh, in almost in real time, which meant we could fulfil orders more quickly. It meant we could uh, extend our offer to customers uh, for uh, how late they could order from us to get next day delivery. Um, it meant we could keep prices and inventory up to date um, prior to putting Bright Pearl in. Somebody was having to do that every morning, and uh, which was you know a, <laughs> a horrible task for someone to have to do, and also meant that things got missed. Um, and it, uh, you can very clearly see when you look back at the uh, the charts of uh, of sales that uh, literally the month we put Bright Pearl in, uh, sales went up. And the only real reason for that is because loads of products that we hadn't been keeping in stock regularly were suddenly in stock all the time or as soon as the stuff came into our warehouse. So we were able to sell them straight away. So that made a massive difference. That's fantastic to hear some really great tips there. So um, so finally, you ranked 34 on the Lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands. What does that recognition mean to you, the business and your employees? Well, it, it really, it means uh, just a, a really nice, um, recognition of the enormous amount of hard work that went in. Uh, uh, there were uh, there was a point in uh, sort of March or April of uh, 2020 when um, uh, I would be uh, on the phone to uh, to Brian and we'd be talking about the fact that it just seemed to be relentless. And every time uh, anybody sat down, suddenly there was a huge pile of orders that still need to be fulfilled. And of course, that all comes with customer service issues as well, which we'll need dealing with. And um, and we kept saying, well, it's it surely it's it's going to calm down, isn't it? It's going to be all right. We'll look back and it'll be OK. Uh, but at the time, you know, it, it was very hard to see an end to it. And, um, you know, of course, as we know, we it, it did uh, it did finish and um, and we've come out the other side and and our business is is much larger than it was um, pre pandemic as a result. But it's um, it's now calmed down to a level that we can cope with. And so something like the um, the Lightning Fifty uh, Award coming thirty fourth there is um, is just a really nice uh, validation that all of that hard work was really worth it and that you know people notice. Oh, Rupert, that's great to hear. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been really fascinating to hear about how you've got to the stage that you are now and. And um, congratulations on being number 34 out of 50 in the Lightning uh, 50 as well. Um, To our audience out there, thank you so much for listening today. And we will be back with you with another podcast very soon.